0: Hi, guys, good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends, it's Cooper, how are ya? I hope that you guys are having a great start to your day and a great start to your week. Um, I wanted to jump on here and have a conversation, um, a really honest conversation, uh, just about some thoughts I've been having and I'll- <laughs> I have to tell you. It's because it was the first this is the first time this happened for me. and uh, notice I said happened for me and not to me um but I was part of a a bashing. you guys know my profession. I'm always i'm I'm somewhat um I'm somewhat oh gosh, this sounds bad. but I, if I say the words of my profession, it tends to get like censored and like some negative connotation. Let's just say online marketing, right? Online marketing is what I do. And the the type of profession that I'm in has a really bad reputation. Uh, <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, drop some hearts in the comments because uh, you're probably in my profession. You guys know what I'm talking about. But here's the thing. I... There's a lot of professions that I don't necessarily agree with but I never thought of myself as elitist or entitled enough to 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 put them down or bash them or you know say my you know my thoughts on it because I just I don't know I just I never felt that entitled but alas you know with my profession it's a little different you know people um, are very quick to think, that they know what they know about it. And I'll tell you the honest to God truth. I actually don't blame them. I don't blame them because I was one of those people. (laughs) I was one of those people that hated the direct sales arena. And I shouldn't say hated it, but I I absolutely did not think it was for me. I also 100% thought it was illegitimate. Now, here's the thing: there are some people I don't I don't know how they have the time in their lives. Truthfully, I don't know how they have the time in their lives to literally make one one and a half hour YouTube segments, basically dissecting and bashing um, other people that that do my job um, out there in the profession. But they do, and there's a lot of them, and. <laughs> I was, this is the first time, at least that I know of, this is the first time that this has happened for me. Um, Somebody actually took recorded verbiage of an event that I did and with some other friends and we were, it was such a great event. We had such a wonderful time, you know, connecting uh, with people. And had some really good conversations privately after that event, lots and lots of conversations, which tells me that, you know, people are in need of something and, you know, doing some digging around and seeing what's right for them. That's honestly what I do. (laughs) That's what I do is is simply offer solutions to things that people might be challenged with. Um, That's it. That's what I do every day. But this gal actually took the time to like edit and cut and splice and literally tear down uh, me, my company, my friends. And I found myself almost laughing hysterically because, well, so much of it is just nonsense. Um, But the other part of me, I always look at the other side, like, you know, why would people feel this way? Or what's happening that makes people feel this way? And here's the thing. The reason why I wanted to have this this honest and open conversation today, if that's okay with you guys, um, is just to bring to light the elephant in the room, the things that, you know, people really think that they know about my profession. I can actually make this very simple. And truth be told, what we know about the economy right now, yes or no, we're in a bit of a state of uncertainty. Yes or no drop it in the comments because here's the thing, like it or not, inflation is well on the rise inflation is pushing people out of their homes inflation is making people cut back on thing on their current lifestyles inflation is making people and this whole these this last 3 years are actually making it so people can no longer afford their uh their their lifestyle that they have been living this whole time people are actively seeking additional work okay and what this is probably going to mean for some people is more time away from their kids, more time away from their home, more time away from exercise and hobbies and and, and, personal things that bring people joy, they are going to have to release them because of the state of the world that we are in. That is a fact. It's not a this might happen or that might happen. It already is happening. Agree or disagree? Drop it below. Because here's the truth, people are going to be actively seeking seeking work, right? And the reason that my profession is so ideal for many is that it can be done often from our phones. Okay, so we're not trading drive time, office time, uh, time at a store, or time at inside a business, away from our children, away from our family and friends, and the things that we love most in our lives. That's what's appealing about it to people. But what? Pe- so if that's you watching right now, and you're not already involved in this profession, what I want to share with you are some really helpful things that if you are looking for additional work and you look at something as as, uh, ideal (laughs) as as the direct selling space, especially with the power of social media and being able to leverage the opportunity to connect with so many humans, with literally this one video, I'm gonna connect with hundreds of people, hundreds of people just off this, (laughs) right? Tell me one other type of job that I would have the ability to do that while spending, I don't know, 15 20 minutes of my time and connect with that many people and and potentially have conversations with them and, and 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 uncover what it is they're looking to accomplish and if it's not if it's not with me or I can't offer a solution having the opportunity to maybe point them in the right direction of what could be a solution for them. Tell me one other you know opportunity that and that kind of mirrors that it's almost like the willy wonka golden ticket right but it's not <laughs> Direct selling is not a golden ticket. Drop that in the comments. It ain't a golden ticket. It's not, it's network marketing, not not work marketing, as my buddy John likes to say. But I want to share with you because this is a very real thing. This is very real time. People are looking for additional income. They don't want to compromise their current lifestyle. They don't want to spend more time away from their kids and passing off their babies yet again. You know, if they already are happy with their daytime job, Job, they may want to you know connect with their babies at you know 4 or 5 o'clock at night and spend the evenings with their family they may not want to send them to a, you know aftercare additional aftercare and then you know have to report to another job because they're just trying to make ends meet so that's why they might you you or they might be looking for something like direct sales, being able to leverage social media, being able to do it from your phone pretty much from anywhere, and and it really is like the new wave of opportunity out there. Like having a side hustle or having additional streams of income is a very it's a very cool thing. It's actually kind of weird at this point if you don't have multiple streams of income. Okay, so here's the deal. If you are looking at creating additional streams or you're looking at a profession like mine, I'd like to help you with some questions that may help you qualify whether or not an opportunity is an SCAM or it's legitimate, okay? I know my profession very well. I know what is out there. And I know that quite honestly, some of them do operate the way that you think. Like a lot of them, a lot of them do have, you know, S-C-A-M-M-Y tendencies and they will paint it and spin it and twist it multiple different ways to make it sound otherwise. And here are some really good questions that you can ask to kind of uncover if something is legitimate or not. Um, And you can always run it by me, too. If I have heard of the company, I have friends all over the place. I'm pretty familiar with lots of different business uh, structures out there in the the, uh, network marketing space. So I'm happy to offer my, 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 yes, I build, but I also am unbiased in a way because if I tell you something that's not in your best interest, that makes me look bad right? If I'm not honest, that makes me look bad. So my name is worth more to me than that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. So the first thing, drop this in the comments, please. The first thing I would ask people, and I even do ask people because uh, people do prospect me and people think that I am movable. I'm, I'm not immovable, though I'm flattered when somebody tries to you know pitch their you know pitch their business to me or pitch an opportunity to me, I am also opportunistic. So I am always open. I'm not closed minded to learning about new things right? And also the opportunity to connect with good people. So I, I always applaud people if they if they are speaking excitedly and enthusiastically about their opportunity. But my first question to people, and this should be yours too, drop this in the comments, is what is your customer to representative ratio or customer to marketer ratio? That tells a lot. Actually, kind of tells everything you need to know (laughs) About, about a network marketing opportunity. What is your customer to marketer ratio? Meaning how many on your average marketers, your average distributors, sellers, ambassadors, affiliates, whatever you want to call them, it's pretty much all the same thing. What is your customer ratio? Meaning how many customers on average does each marketer, distributor, associate, ambassador, whatever you want to call them, do they have? Because the industry average is actually a shameful, like two to one. So what that means is per active distributors, that on average, those people have two customers each. Say they have, I don't know, $75 or $100 in that order. That basically means $150 to $200 in volume per active distributor, ambassador, whatever. And what that should tell you is that person's not really making any money because they're probably experiencing some of the products for themselves and they're probably spending You know, they're probably spending a little bit on their own products. I spend about one hundred dollars on my own products, maybe a little more depending on the month. Um, But I actually don't even spend that because uh, the way it's just the way our stuff is is I actually earn. I earn those products simply by doing my job, which is actually kind of cool. So I don't have to really buy them. But that's that's just that's a side note. You can tell a lot if a company is legitimate based off of their customer to marketer ratio or their customer to ambassador ratio. The lower that number of customers, the less likely people are actually making money. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Coop, where is that money coming from then? If they are a business, surely they're making money and the products are being distributed and talked about and blah, blah, blah. Who are they being talked about by? Likely the distributors, likely the marketers. If the majority of the volume is coming from distributors, how can we blame people for thinking that our profession is not legitimate? How can we blame people if our main focus is on recruiting recruiters to recruit recruiters to recruit more recruiters to recruit over the customer experience? If the main focus is on recruiting versus the customer experience and acquiring customers to real customers, not wholesale customers, discount shoppers, people buying in for a cheap price. No, I'm talking to actual customers. If that ain't the focus, something wrong in here, okay? If you are seeking opportunities, that would be the first question I ask. How much volume is coming from your customers versus your distributors? If they are bringing in more business, I've actually had, I've seen people (laughs) illustrate my point and they don't even know that they're basically saying that that they're a scam. And I'll tell you why. They talk about the amount of distributors that they enrolled, recruited, business partners, whatever, and the amount of customers that they enrolled, and they had more distributors than customers enrolled. They basically said, this is not legitimate, but they don't really know that they did that. I know that they did that, and now you will know that they did that as well, my friends. We're gonna pull back the curtain here, okay? If you want to seek an opportunity and wonder if it's legitimate, you gotta be asking people what part of their volume is coming from uh, customers versus distributors. It's gonna tell you a lot about what you need to know because if they're think about it, they're bringing in more more distributors, recruiting more people versus bringing in actual customers. That means that these people are not making money. They're not making money. The majority of the volume is self-consumption, and that is a hollow, unsustainable way. You're building a business on a house of cards. It will not sustain the test of time. It will eventually implode in time. The bigger the company, the bigger the mountain, the further down the road, but you mark my word, it will implode. And typically, from the bottom levels up. Okay? All right, next, ask them are there actual products, like a product involved, like 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 a product involved versus paying into a concept or idea or theory or position. If if there's no physical product involved, That would raise some questions for me as far as its legitimacy. Okay. We want to make sure that we're asking if there's a product involved or is it theoretical? Okay. And just money going into a tree. Okay. That should pose some questions as far as legitimacy goes. Now, here's another thing that I would want to ask a um, a, a network marketing company Um, What systems do you currently use to help inexperienced? non-skilled people or average people succeed. And I'm not saying that you're average. I know if we are if we connected, you're you're probably you're probably above average because that's just who you are, right? You you are trying, you are driven, you are in the game. You ain't average. But in this profession, it's not about always guys, the the really the really sharp people, like the rock solid people, they are much harder to come by. Then And they're going to win no matter what they do. In my profession, it is so much about how can you help average people achieve some success? Now, do, th- do average people do incredible things in our profession? Yeah. Average people without degrees, without training, without like the special sauce, they come in here and some of them are earning like, signif- like six-figure incomes. That happens in our profession. My friend John always says, you could be from Yale or jail and still have the same opportunity as anybody else here, which is actually really, really true. But we ha- if you are just starting to kind of like put your feelers out, or maybe you're not sure about where you're at right now, I know what that's like. I've built in two different companies, and I know that feeling, friends. I know what it feels like to be a little unsure. I know what it feels like to have those feelings of, I'm tired of the roller coaster. Is this always what it's going to be like? Is this truly what's in the best interest of people and helping them succeed? Or is it just working out really well for me? You see, once I realized that my desire was to help more people, the non-skilled, the average, the people that never thought they could get the stuff and earn some income, maybe they don't do it full time. But I mean, gosh, is like two, three, five hundred dollars a month extra. Would that be helpful? What about a comma check? Would that be helpful? That's what I started to chase. And once I learned that where I was sort of operated in that recruiting mentality, there was not very much emphasis placed on the customer experience and customer acquisition, and a lot of the revenue was coming from um, from a a self-consumption model. It is that way uh, very much across many places in my profession. And they're all kind of, you know, a little different in their own way and, and whatnot. But it's important to ask these questions, whether you're questioning where you are or you're questioning even, you know, if you're not wanting to trade your time and you're questioning, this is this an opportunity for me too, um, where I wouldn't have to ignore my kids or, or spend more time away from them. But but I got bills to pay. I got I to make ends meet. So here's what I would ask. What system? If somebody, if you're if you're talking about you know learning about some companies and you're looking at maybe taking it on, I would also ask them what systems are. Oh wait, did I already share this? What systems are used to help your inexperienced succeed? Because it's so much more about your ability to help other people, people that may do, maybe don't have that background. There's got to be a system in place. And here's something I want you to drop in the comments. Systems duplicate, people don't. So if your systems consist of Zoom calls and three-way calls and getting on the phone with everybody and hosting meetings and getting butts in seats, that's a human system. That ain't duplicatable. A system is something that pulls the human out of it. I believe that the most duplicatable system in the history of network marketing in the very eight short years that I've been here, I've seen nothing come close is the ATM system. Does anybody else use ATM in there? Hands, hashtag ATM if you guys use ATM. Because what that means is to expose people to what we have instead of doing a meeting, instead of trying to do all the talking on a call, instead of like doing that stuff that makes us like shrivel up and like feel really weird. Because it is weird for a lot of people. Remember, it's about helping the less skilled, average people be able to achieve some success. We've got to help those people or ultimately we will be the only ones winning. And I know what that's like too. And it sucks. Literally, when I hit six figures and the rest of my team was so far behind me, that's when I started thinking, something's not right here. Know what I'm saying, friends? Drop a I feel you, Coop, in the comments if you know what I'm talking about. So systems are important and not the human ones. We've got to have simple ways for people, the average people, to understand and expose people to information. There's gotta be systems in place. If people cannot explain to you or they don't know the customer marketer ratio and verify for you, or they try and make up something, because I've had that happen too. And I'm like, the fact that you just tried to like make that up tells me already what I need to know. And then if they talk about their systems being three-way calls or like, you know, we have a monthly meeting that, you know, you try and get people to and anything like that, you're already telling me what I need to know. I'm not saying it's not legitimate. I'm saying it'll be really hard to achieve, for for most people, to achieve some success. And what I learned a couple of years ago, about three years ago, is that I had no interest in doing this alone. This is only something that I wanted to do if more people could achieve more success. That's why I walked away from a six-figure income. Car, trips, all of it. I walked away. I got burned at the stake. I got tried, uh, they, they tried to sue me. I walked through the gauntlet because I knew that more people achieving more success was my end goal. That may or may not be your end goal, but that was mine to each their own. So here's the thing, the reason that, and, and wrapping up here, the reason that most people think and feel that what I do and what my industry, the network marketing industry is so, um, it's illeg- it's not legitimate, is because it's, 100 ba- it's 100% based on individual effort as well as influence. And so for most, most people aren't putting forth a lot of effort, not because they're not capable, but often I find at least they don't really have people believing in them. They don't believe in themselves. They don't know how. They never saw themselves. It's kind of like riding a bike. Like at one point in time, you learned how to do that. Anything good that you've ever learned to do, at one point you probably sucked at. And so for most people, when something like network marketing is 100% based on individual effort and influence, which by the way, a lot of people don't have influence, but the great news is, is it can be built when you are part of the right structure and you're part of the right culture and you have the right leadership and the right mentors. Literally influence can be developed. Drop that in the comments. Influence can be mine. Because it can, my friends. But when it's based on that, when 100% of your, uh, of your success and your dollar income is based on those things, for most people, it's too hard. Most people, it's too hard, especially when a model is solely focused on recruiting recruiting business partners. Why? Most people want to eat in a restaurant as a customer. They don't want to be buying it to franchise one. Think about it. It's unnatural for most people to go out and like start a business and be entrepreneurial. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not natural for most people. It is, however, which is how a lot of a lot of network marketing companies are solely, you know, recruiting focused. It is natural, however, to want to pay as a customer, to enjoy eating and dining in that restaurant and telling people about it. Oh, my God, I went to this amazing, you know that new Italian restaurant on the corner? Oh, my gosh, they have the best eggplant parm. I was in heaven. Those plates are so big. You got to try it sometime. Literally, that is more natural than encouraging people to talk business. And that's why I think a lot of network marketing companies have bad numbers. They have a lot of bad numbers because a lot of people are not comfortable talking business. Um, Now, that also comes back to systems, friends. There there should be systems in place to allow and help nurture and foster people's business building capabilities uh, as far as uh, recruiting business partners. But that's a different conversation. Um, I believe that this is why the winning percentage in network marketing is so low and why people claim that it doesn't work and why I got bashed by a gal who didn't have a whole lot of success in the profession. She's been in multiple companies. I did I did some digging. Um, she's been in multiple companies, including my own. Never really had a whole lot of success at any of them. And so it's a lot easier to point the finger and say, you're a scam than it is to say, you know what? I just, you know, did, I just wasn't skilled enough. I, I didn't get skilled enough to see the success that I wanted to. It's a lot harder to say that than it is to take the time and energy to try and tear down some people like me and my friends that are, quite frankly, we're all doing really well. We are proving that it can be done. And here I am basically airing dirty laundry. Right, I have no shame, my friends. Um, but I really believe that anybody can win in this business. But I do believe this business isn't for everybody, and it clearly isn't for that kind of person because she's negative in nature. She's tearing people down. Anybody like that, I, I wouldn't trade places with them. In fact, I, I I sort of, I sort of feel sorry for her because I don't think she realizes at the end of the day, if you talking about me bad, or you talking about me good, either way I'm winning, <laughs> as my friend Bryn says. Um, but at the end of the day, friends, back to the, the original point, is it legitimate or is it, a, is it a SCAM? That's up to you to decide, which I would encourage you to ask those questions because it literally will tell you everything you need to know. Systems, leadership, Guidance, mentorship, a business model, meaning how exactly are people compensated for their efforts? Knowing that 100% of your compensation comes from your effort and also based off your influence, how, how, how are people getting paid? That matters. And culture eats strategy for breakfast. Guys, culture is everything. It's everything, a place where you want to get a feel. I would be, if you are looking at this profession or you are looking to move to another company, I would literally ask to be put in a group chat in Facebook Messenger with some of the greatest people in in that company because you want to hear their stories. You can hear and feel culture within a company by hearing from their best people in one space. I challenge you to do it. Literally, you can learn a lot about a company when it comes to their leadership. Just bring them all in, ask them to share their stories and see how they share them. See what they say. Get Trust your gut. It'll tell you everything that you need to know. I hope that this was a helpful conversation, friends. Um, and again, I thank that gal that bashed us over, <laughs> I, that spent all that time and energy and probably, I don't even know, like how to clip all that stuff that that she did, but man, oh man, I don't think she realizes that we still win. (laughs) Um, And I kind of feel sorry for her, you know? But I do understand why people question what it is we do. Just wanted to bring some light and pull back the curtain uh, to really the elephant in the room behind what I do. And hopefully now that you've got some really good questions to ask, it'll help you differentiate the good ones from the uh, illegitimate ones as well. All right, friends. See you later.